जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजजनरंजना यशोदनंदना ब्रजजनरंजना यशोदनंदना ब्रजजनरंजना यशोदनंदना ब्रजजनरंजना यशोदनंदना ब्रजजनरंजना यशोदनंदना ब्रजजनरंजना यमुनतीरावनचारी यमुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरिवरधारी
जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवर धारी यशोदानंदना ब्रजजन रंजनाय यशोदानंदना ब्रजजन रंजना 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 यमुना तीरावनचारी यमुना तीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राजकाचार्य अष्टोत्र सत श्री श्रीमती डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामीशील प्रौपाद कीज अनंत कोटी वैष्णव वृंद कीज ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम कीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांग ऑल ग्लोरी टू शिल प्रौपाद So we are continuing our reading of Srimad Bhagavatam from Canto 1, Chapter 5, titled Narada's Instructions on Srimad Bhagavatam. We are on text 39. Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय इमं स्वनिगमं ब्रह्मन् आवेत्य मदनुष्टितम् अदान्मे ज्ञानमैश्वर्यम् स्वस्मिन् भावं च केशवः इमं स्वनिगमं ब्रह्मन् आवेत्य मदनुष्टितम् 
ಅದಾನ್ಮೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಭಾವಂ ಚ ಕೇಶವ ಇವಂ ಸ್ವನಿಗಮಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಅವೇತ್ಯ ಮದನುಷ್ಠಿ ಅದಾನ್ಮೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಭಾವಂ ಚ ಕೇಶವ ಇಮಂ ಸ್ವನಿಗಮಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಅವೇತ್ಯ ಮದನುಷ್ಠಿ ಅಧಾನ್ಮೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಭಾವಂ ಚ ಕೇಶವ ಮಂ ಸ್ವನಿಗಮಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಸದಾ ಕಾಲಚಂದ್ರಿ ಕೀಚರಾಯ ಅವೇತ್ಯ ಮದನುಷ್ಠಿ ಅಧಾನ್ಮೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಭಾವಂ ಚ ಕೇಶವ ಇಮಂ ಸ್ವನಿಗಮಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಮದನುಷ್ಠಿ ಆದನ್ಮೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಭಾವಂ ಚ ಕೇಶವ ವರ್ಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಇಮಂ ದಸ್ ಸ್ವನಿಗಮಂ ಕಾನ್ಫಿಡೆನ್ಷಿಯಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ಇನ್ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಟು ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಓ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ವ್ಯಾಸದೇವ ಅವೇತ್ಯ ನೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಇಟ್ ವೆಲ್ ಮತ್ ಬೈ ಮೀ ಅನುಷ್ಠಿ ಎಕ್ಸಿಕ್ಯೂಟೆಡ್ ಅದಾತ್ ಬೆಸ್ಟೋರ್ಡ್ ಅಪಾನ್ ಮೀ ಮೇ ಮೀ ಜ್ಞಾನಂ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಐಶ್ವರ್ಯಂ ಆಪ್ಯುಲೆನ್ಸ್ ಸ್ವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಪರ್ಸನಲ್ ಭಾವಂ ಇಂಟಿಮೇಟ್ ಅಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಲವ್ ಚ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕೇಶವ ಲಾಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದಿ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಓ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ದಸ್ ಬೈ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಐ ವಾಸ್ ಎಂಡೌಟ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಇನ್ಕಲ್ಕೇಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕಾನ್ಫಿಡೆನ್ಷಿಯಲ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುಯಲ್ ಆಪ್ಯುಲೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿತ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಂಟಿಮೇಟ್ ಲವಿಂಗ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ರಿಪೀಟ್ ಓ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ದಸ್ ಬೈ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 
I was endowed first with the transcendental knowledge of the Lord as inculcated in the confidential parts of the Vedas. Then with the spiritual opulences and then with his intimate loving service. Purport. Communion with the Lord by transmission of the transcendental sound is non-different from the whole spirit, Lord Sri Krishna. It is a completely perfect method for approaching the Lord. By such pure contact with the Lord, without offense of material conceptions, numbering ten, the devotee can rise above the material plane to understand the inner meaning of the Vedic literatures, including the Lord's existence in the transcendental realm. The Lord reveals his identity gradually to one who has unflinching faith both in the spiritual master and in the Lord. After this, the devotee is endowed with mystic opulences, which are eight in number. And above all, the devotee is accepted in the confidential entourage of the Lord and is entrusted with specific service of the Lord through the agency of the spiritual master. A pure devotee is more interested in serving the Lord than in showing an exhibition of the mystic powers dormant in him. Sri Narada has explained all these from his personal experience and one can obtain all the facilities which Sri Narada obtained by perfecting the chanting process of the sound representation of the Lord. There is no bar for chanting this transcendental sound by anyone provided it is received through Narada's representative coming down by the chain of disciplic succession or the parampara system. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripasindubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Preshtaya Bhutale Shri Mathe Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinamine 
ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತೆ ದೇವೇ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಾದೇಶಧಾರಿಣೆ ಓ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ದಸ್ ಬೈ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಐ ವಾಸ್ ಎಂಡೌಡ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಇನ್ಕಲ್ಕೇಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕಾನ್ಫಿಡೆನ್ಷಿಯಲ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ then with the spiritual opulences and then with his intimate loving service <clears throat> so first in this process so to give us short background uh, narada muni who was the son of a maid servant was serving these really exalted sages they were bhakti vedantas who were pure devotees of the lord and just by serving them and taking the remnants of the food uh, that was offered to them uh, he was quickly purified and then uh, narada muni is saying this in the context of vyasadeva being unhappy although uh, vyasadeva had compiled all the vedic literatures uh, upanishads and uh, the mahabharata he's com- he compiled everything that would that he thought would help us uh, in getting out of this material world he was still feeling unhappy so he was asking his spiritual master narada muni the reason for his unhappiness and narada muni is explaining to him uh, why he is feeling unhappy that in all the uh, vedas and the mahabharatas that he had compiled he hadn't directly spoken about the glories of krishna and that was the reason for his unhappiness and then narada muni is giving a short biography of how he attained the position that he he currently has so in this it's a continuation where he is talking about the glories of bhakti and once he started practicing bhakti he says by the supreme lord krishna i was first endowed with transcendental knowledge that's the first thing that happens uh, when practicing bhakti narada muni is saying and what is this knowledge or gnana uh, knowledge in our present world means completely different uh, it might mean physics chemistry uh astrophysics we are trying to learn so many different things but none of the schools or the universities teach teaches about uh real knowledge and what is this real knowledge krishna says in the bhagavad gita that the first instruction that he gives uh arjuna is that you are not this body you are the spirit soul so that the natural condition of this material world is that we are always fearful what's going to happen next we are taking so many insurance policies and so many things that we do in this world just out of fear for we don't know when the time would come when we would not exist anymore right we, we don't know when we will uh, encounter death and we are so fearful just because of this one reason that we do all these activities to protect ourselves and what causes this fear this fear is caused by us thinking that we are this body all the activities that we do in this world we do thinking that we are this body and everything that will give me happiness is by just satisfying my senses that is how most people in the world act so this is the cause of uh, cause of fear in this world but krishna says that if you take a bhakti uh, even uh, done in a very small quantity is going to save you from the greatest of all dangers 
ಸ್ನೇಹಾ ವಿಕ್ರಮ ನಾಶೋಸ್ತಿ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಾವಯೋ ನ ವಿದ್ಯತೆ ಸ್ವಲ್ಪಮಪ್ಯಸ್ಯ ಧರ್ಮಸ್ಯ ತ್ರಾಯತೋ ಮಹತೋಭಯಾತ್ ತ್ರಾಯತೆ ಮಹತೋಭಯಾತ್ ಹಿ ಸೇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮಹತೋಭಯಾತ್ ದಿಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಫಿಯರ್ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಆಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫಿಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ಡೆತ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ರಾಡಿಕೇಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೆರಿ ಲಿಟಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಹಿವನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಆರ್ ಪರ್ಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಬಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಅಬ್ಸಾಲ್ವ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫಿಯರ್ ವೈ because the first thing that we learn in bhakti is that we are not this body so as spirit souls we are eternal and krishna says na jayate mriyate va kadachin nayam bhutva bhuvita va na bhuya ajo nitya shashvato yam purano na hanyate hanyamane sharire that na hanyate hanyamane sharire when the sharira or this body dies the spirit soul does not die it doesn't have a birth it doesn't have death it has always been in existence it is eternal that is our very own nature the very own nature of us is that we are eternal that is why everything that we want to do the activities that we want to do in this world kind of reflect that that we want things to be eternal but unfortunately the nature of this world is that it is uh, ashashvatam that it is temporary in nature anything that we do in this material world which is material in nature is just going to be temporary it's not going to be permanent and yet if we if we want things to be permanent we have to first inculcate this knowledge that we are permanent in nature we are eternal in nature so that is real knowledge and krishna says in the bhagavad gita what real knowledge is ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೇಸ್ ವೇದೈಶ್ಯ ಸರ್ವೇರಹಮೇವ ವೇದ್ಯ ವೇದಾಂತ ಕೃತ್ ವೇದ ವಿದೇವ ಚಾಹಂ ದಟ್ ವೇದೈಶ್ಯ ಸರ್ವೇರ್ ಅಹಮೇವ ವೇದ್ಯೋ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಟು ಬಿ ನೋನ್ ವ್ಯಾಸದೇವ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ರಿಟನ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ಲಿಟ್ರೇಚರ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಟು ಗ್ರಾಟಿಫೈ ಅವರ್ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ದಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ನಾರ್ ದ ಮುನೀಸ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೈಂಟ್ ಟು ವ್ಯಾಸದೇವ್ ಸೋ ಟು ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ ದಟ್ in our material condition we are already conditioned to satisfy our senses and on top of it the vedas give us more avenues on how we can gratify our senses but from all the vedas what is to be known what is to be known is krishna that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead who are we who is krishna and what is our relationship that is the most basic of all knowledge and that is what the vedanta sutra also says ಅಥಾಥೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಜಿಜ್ಞಾಸ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ಇನ್ಕ್ವೈರ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಡ್ಯೂಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಅಮಾಂಗ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಸ್ಪೀಷೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಇನ್ಕ್ವೈರ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಟು ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಪ್ರಾಪರ್ ಪರ್ಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ವೇಸ್ಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಬೈ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಎಲ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಪ್ರೌಪಾತ್ ಸೇಸ್ ದಟ್ ದಿ ಆನಿಮಲ್ಸ್ ಡೂ ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ಮೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡಿಫೆಂಡಿಂಗ್ if we also do the same things then there is no difference between us and the animals so atato brahma jignasa that is when human life actually begins when we start inquiring about the supreme lord so bhakti gives us this basic knowledge which is really difficult for most people in this world if you ask devotees they would just know that they are not this body and they they are the spirit souls even you can ask our little children who are there in this movement it is it is a concept that is very much accessible to them but yet when you go out to the outside world and start speaking about just this basic concept of you are not this body you are the spirit soul it is very hard for many people to comprehend this very aspect and human life starts from this 
very platform when we start thinking that we are not this body, we are the soul. So if we are the spirit soul, what are we to do? What activities should we do? And that's when we start inquiring about who is God and who am I and what is my relationship with this. Sammanda, Abhideya and Prayojana. They very naturally flow. And in uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswami says, when you start practicing Bhakti, two things naturally happen. He, he says there are six qualities of Bhakti, but first two, two things uh, naturally happen. It's Kleshagni and Shubhadha. Kleshagni is relief from all distress. So, what causes us distress in this world? The activities that we perform is incurring karma. And that because of that karma, we are constantly put, in the, put into this cycle of birth, death, disease and old age. So, <clears throat> because of, he, he says, the main cause of our distress is avidya. Avidya means ignorance. What are we ignorant about? Just what we spoke, right? We are ignorant in the sense that we think we are the body and we do all the activities to satisfy the senses of the body. And thinking this will give us happiness. So by doing such activities, we incur sin or papa. And this is a cycle. Because of avidya, we cause sinful activities. And because of sinful activities, the reactions to those sinful activities are formed. Um, it is not immediately manifest. Rupa Goswami says, uh, from Papa, it's, it becomes a prarabdha. A, pra, a prarabdha in the sense is that the reactions for the sinful activities have not fructified yet. Because of this a prarabdha, the sinful activities and the reactions that, that are going to happen to us, because of the actions that we are doing, we again cultivate the sinful proclivities to do those same activities. Kutam. This is what Rupa Goswami calls. And from Kutam, again, because of these proclivities to incur sinful activities, we commit these sinful activities again. And this, this keeps going on in a cycle. That because of ignorance, we commit sinful activities. Because of committing sinful activities, we, we uh, develop these tendencies to commit more sinful activities. And because of those tendencies, we again commit sinful activities. And then because of that, the aprarabdha karma becomes prarabdha. The, the, the reaction starts getting fructified. And because of these reactions, we get so much distress in this world. So, <clears throat> this distress is first gone. All the distress is gone when we start practicing bhakti. So that we can focus more on bhakti. How? Prabhupada gives, a, gives an example that a devotee, although he may be illiterate, uh, but sticks to the four regulative principles. He doesn't eat meat, he doesn't gamble, he doesn't do illicit sex, uh, or he doesn't have intoxicants. Just by doing these four activities, you stop committing sinful activities in this world. These are the four pillars of dharma. And although a non-devotee who may be greatly educated, vastly educated in, in, in the subjects of this world, Prabhupada says, in the evening goes to a bar and has intoxicants or has meat. And hence, although he might have all the knowledge in this material world, still he is considered ignorant because he doesn't know this basic knowledge that we are not this body. So just by starting this practice of bhakti, uh, 
this ignorance is destroyed and hence the the clashes or the distresses that we have uh, slowly start disappearing it is very powerful because these clashes we've been accumulating over lifetimes after lifetimes for eternally uh, that we have been here in the material world for such a long time that we don't even know how long we've been here and throughout all these existence throughout the material world we've been uh, conditioned to think that we are this body and we've been doing these activities uh, that incur more and more and more sin that keep binding us in this material world and just by this simple knowledge of uh, as being the spirit soul, uh, so much uh, distress is is uh, is uh, removed. And uh, uh, Rupa Goswami also says in the in the nectar of instruction that Sat Krishna Nama Charitadi Sitapi Avidya Pittopa Tapta Rasanasya Narochi Kanu Kintwadvarad Anudinam Kalusai Vajvasta Swadvik Kramad Bhavati Tadgata Moolahantri. So Bhakti. So, although in uh, in the Vedas there are repentances, so if you commit sinful activities, you can repent and then take away the reactions for your sinful activities. But the biggest problem with that is that the proclivity to co- commit sinful activities is still not destroyed. Although the reactions might be destroyed, our inner proclivity to commit those sinful activities is not destroyed. Prabhupada gives the example of, of an elephant who goes and takes bath. He nicely cleanses his body, but the minute he comes out, he puts sand all over his body, mud and dirt all over his body. So, although the reactions to your sinful, our sinful activities are somewhat cleansed, uh, the root of uh, why we are committing those sinful activities is not really uprooted. But Rupa Goswami is saying in the nectar of instruction is Chat Krishna Nama Charitadi Sitapi Avidya that this Krishna's Nama names. Uh, charita, pastimes, glories, activities. Once we keep chanting these, this avidya is gone. How is this avidya? He gives an example of, of a patient in jaundice. This patient in jaundice is given sugar candy uh, to chew. That is the cure for jaundice. That the names of Krishna, his activities, his pastimes are all very sweet eternally. And yet, it doesn't taste so sweet to us because we are conditioned by this jaundice of material conditioning. Uh, we, are, we have this material disease. and But the cure for jaundice is just that. Although the sh- sugar candy might taste bitter to a person who has jaundice, you keep chewing it. And then once the sugar candy takes the jaundice away, the sugar starts tasting really sweet. So that is the process that although initially uh, chanting the names of Krishna, hearing his glories, hearing his pastimes might not taste really sweet to us, but doing it continuously, Rupa Goswami says, will bhavati tadgata moolahantri. He says it's going to uproot the avidya from, uh, from, the, from its root. This ignorance that we have is not going to be cut off on the top. It's going to be uprooted completely. That is Rupa Goswami's statement in the Nectar of Instructions. So, uh, he says, in the, uh, Prabhupada says in the purport, that the real disease is in the heart. If the mind is cleansed, however, if the consciousness is cleansed, a person cannot be harmed by material disease. That is the key. That in order for us to get rid of this material disease, we have to get rid of our uh, 
diseased consciousness our consciousness is covered like mahaprabhu says cheto darpanam arjanam this mirror of our heart is covered by so much death dust because of our many 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 births in this material world and this uh, sankirtana or chanting the names and glories of krishna is is going to cleanse the mirror in our hearts and prabhupad goes on to say that there are three stages in chanting the holy name of the lord prabhupad also says in this purport about chanting uh, offenselessly he he also quotes the 10 offenses and in prabhupad in the purport of nectar of instruction text 7 prabhupad also says there are three stages in chanting the holy name of the lord the offensive stage the stage of lessening offenses and the pure stage when a neophyte takes to the chanting of the hare krishna mahamantra he generally commits many offenses there are 10 basic offenses and the devotee avoids these he can glimpse the next stage which is situated between offensive chanting and pure chanting when one attains pure stage he is immediately liberated this is called bhava mahadhavagni nirvapanam as soon as one is liberated from the blazing fire of material existence he can relish the taste of transcendental life vidya vadu jivanam that's what prabhupada is paraphrasing this vidya or knowledge is not a, a theoretical abstract knowledge this vidya is practical knowledge Uh, the transcendental knowledge that narada muni is speaking about here is a very practical knowledge krishna says in the bhagavad gita that tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam ena mam upayantite for for devotees who are always uh, engaged in devotional service krishna says i give them the intelligence by which they can come to me buddhi yogam tam so krishna is promising this intelligence because bhakti is is not a it's not a one way thing all the other aspects of yoga are one way but in bhakti the core principle of bhakti is loving relationship so in a relationship there are two people and what more do you want when krishna is there on the other end of the relationship he is janmadyasya yaton vayaditaratas charteshva bhignyaswarat right he is the supreme personality of god he is the most independent person he is conscious of everything that's happening in the world but yet he is a person and he is a person who wants a relationship with us and all of us have this eternal relationship with krishna nitya siddha krishna prema sadhya kabunai shravanaadi shuddha chitta karaya udai that this relationship that we have with krishna is eternal in nature we don't have to find it anywhere else it's already there in us it's karaya udaya when shuddha becomes chitta uh, chitta becomes shuddha which means that when our consciousness is purified this uh relationship is uh, known to us we we can know what the relationship is so that is knowledge and because of this knowledge all our distresses are removed and then what does narada muni say here after knowledge is inculcated in the confidential parts of the vedas then with spiritual opulences that is what rupa goswami also says in the nectar of devotion that the other quality that we get when we start practicing bhakti is shubhada shubhada is means all auspiciousness if something has to be all auspicious it has to have these four qualities what are the four qualities it has to benefit everyone it has to attract everyone it has to produce good qualities and it has to bestow superior happiness so when you practice bhakti the bhagavatam says for a devotee who practices bhakti he gets all the good qualities of the demigods 
And the demigods have lots and lots of good qualities. Uh, any quality that we go after here materially is nothing when you compare to the qualities that the demigods have. And it is even better. So it's just a comparative uh, statement. The Vedas also say the happiness that we get out of practicing bhakti, uh, they compare it with... Uh, so the, they say the happiness, that the maximum happiness that we can get in this material world doing this material activities is like a drop when you compare it to the happiness that the demigods uh, experience. So the maximum ex- happiness that demigods experience is just like a drop of happiness that Lord Brahma experiences. And the, and the happiness that the devotee experiences is just like a drop of the maximum happiness that Lord Brahma can experience. These are just comparative statements to know that how much happiness we can attain when practicing bhakti. And there is a very nice story. And even Srivan Bhagavatam, one of the qualities is it, it bestows superior happiness. And when you get liberated in the sense that when you're liberated from material distress, you get happiness when you are in the platform of Brahman. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nashauchiti Nakangshati Samas Sarveshu Bhuteshu Madbhaktim Labate Param Prabhupada quotes this verse often, often that when we are in the stage of Brahman, at least on the stage where we are aware that we are the spirit soul, all these material distresses don't affect us anymore because we, we, we know that we are not this uh, body. So anything that troubles the body just doesn't trouble the person who has attained the stage of Brahman. But yet, we, we see that in the beginning, uh, Bhagavatam was born because Shukadeva Goswami was told Bhagavatam by Srila Vyasadeva. So when ba- Shukadeva Goswami was born, he was already a liberated person. Nothing in this material world affected him. And yet, when uh, the disciples of Vyasadeva and eventually Srila Vyasadeva told uh, about Bhagavatam, recited the Bhagavatam to Shukadeva Goswami, he experienced unlimited bliss. The bliss which is greater than even the even material liberation. So the happiness that we get out of bhakti is literally unlimited. Anandam Budivardhanam, Mahaprabhu says, that this is like an ocean of happiness. So it is and it is ever expanding. We think the shore of the ocean is there and when we start swimming towards it, the ocean expands again. It keeps expanding and expanding and expanding and the nature of happiness that we attain from bhakti is uh, is literally unlimited. And we see this in, in the case of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela where uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taken his sannyas and then he is travelling to Jagannath Puri because his mother Sachi Mata didn't want, it, didn't want him to go to Vrindavan. So he said he would establish his base in Puri. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes to Puri and then he takes darshan of Lord Jagannath. And then he is... Uh, he has all these symptoms of ecstasies in his body. And he's, he's trembling and he he's horripilating. And then his, he becomes unconscious. He's there. Um, and it, and th- in those times, many people would fake this, uh, this uh, transcendental ecstasy. So the, the pandas in, in the Puri temple came to start tra- thrashing uh, Mahaprabhu. So Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was incidentally there and then he stopped these uh, pandas from coming and hitting Mahaprabhu and then he started investigating because he was a really learned scholar. Even now, after 500-600 years, uh, the the writings of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya when he was still a, a, a monist or an Advaitavadi are still uh, referred to even now. It's, his scholarly work is unprecedented. So he came and then checked Mahaprabhu and then 
he really found that he was in great ecstasy and then he asked uh, uh, them to take mahaprabhu to his house but he didn't know how to revive mahaprabhu so and then uh, nityan prabhu and mukunda datta prabhu and all these people who had accompanied chaitanya mahaprabhu came to sarvabhoom patacharya's house and then started singing the names of krishna and then mahaprabhu came out of his ecstasy uh, to his material consciousness and then gopinath acharya uh, who is who is the brother in law of uh, sarvabhoom patacharya tried telling sarvabhoom patacharya that this is krishna himself he quoted various vedic scriptures to uh, prove the fact that chaitanya mahaprabhu was non different from krishna himself but sarvabhoom patacharya was not uh, really uh, convinced of all all of uh, gopinath acharya's um, evidences he 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 agreed that he was a mahabhagavata that he was in great ecstasy but he would not agree to the fact that he was krishna himself and so sarvabhoom patacharya being uh, really elderly and very knowledgeable said was very worried that mahaprabhu was just 24 years when he took his uh, sanyas so he was a bala sanyasi he was a young sanyasi and sarvabhoom patacharya was very worried how he could keep his vow of sanyas his renunciation because he saw chaitanya mahaprabhu singing and dancing and fainting and he was thinking bhakti was very sentimental in nature and he asked mahaprabhu that i will teach you vedanta and mahaprabhu agreed to it and then he sat there with sarvabhoom bhattacharya for seven days continuously sarvabhoom bhattacharya would speak the vedanta sutra and then would give his commentary or explanations on on the vedanta sutra and mahaprabhu would patiently sit and hear it and this happened for seven days at the end of seven days sarvabhoom bhattacharya got a little bit frustrated and he asked mahaprabhu i have been speaking for seven days and you haven't said a single word uh, are you really understanding anything that i'm uh, that i'm speaking do you have any questions on what i'm what i've said so far and then mahaprabhu smiles very nicely and then says to sarvabhoom bhattacharya that vedanta sutra for me is very clear whenever you say the ved- verses from vedanta sutra they are just like the bright sun they shine very brightly the meaning is perfectly comprehensible to me but when you start giving your explanations to vedanta sutra they are just like a cloud they are muddling the the meaning of vedanta sutra and i just cannot understand what it is and sarvabhoom bhattacharya was a little bit uh, taken aback and, and a little bit offended also because he was the greatest scholar of his time uh, and uh, for a small sanyasi uh, not a small young sanyasi like shri chaitanya mahaprabhu to go and say that his explanations were wrong but mahaprabhu is very humble in how he said it so sarvabhoom bhattacharya then asked okay you tell me what the meaning of uh, vedanta sutra is and then the uh, mahaprabhu goes on to explain the meaning of uh, the vedanta sutra and also this very famous verse atmarama verse which is going to come in the 7th chapter he gives 18 different explanations to the atmarama verse and in the future uh, or in the past I, i forget he gave he gave 64 different explanations to this very same verse uh so from there sarvabhoom bhattacharya is definitely convinced that this is krishna himself and then take shelter this chapter in the chaitanya charitamrita is called the liberation of sarvabhoom bhattacharya that sarvabhoom bhattacharya the greatest scholar of his time and he was almost liberated you could say that he was almost in the platform of brahma uh, brahman 
took shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then later, uh, in this part where all the devotees before the Ratha Yatra uh, go and clean the Gundicha temple, and there are many ponds and lakes next to the Gundicha temple. And all the devotees try, enact the pastimes of Vrindavan there. And so everybody is in, inside the pool, and then they are splashing water uh, 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 with uh, uh, to, with each other, they are splashing water on Mahaprabhu, and then they are having this wonderful time. And two devotees among these are Ramanand Rai and Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya, and they are just enjoying this splashing of water in the in the in the lake. And Mahaprabhu is sitting with Gopinath Acharya and and telling Gopinath Acharya that you go and tell this Ramanand Rai and Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya that they are these very learned scholars. When somebody comes and seeing them, come, somebody comes and sees them play like this, like children, uh, it won't be very uh, good for their image of them being really great scholars. And uh, Gopinath Acharya says a very beautiful verse uh, in uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He says, "Shushkatar kakali kaite janma gela yanra tanre lila amrita payao ekrupato mara." He says. Logic is like a dry oil cake from which all the oil has been extracted. The Bhattacharya passed his life in eating such dry cakes. But now you have made him drink the nectar of transcendental pastimes. It is certainly your great mercy upon him. So he says that Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya has been a great logician in in Nyaya. He was an expert in Nyaya, Shastra. So he compares Nyaya to a, a, a oil cake or like a chapati uh, which has been dried for like five week, five days or a week old chapati it becomes really really hard and he compares nyaya or logic to, to this um, and says that for a person who has been eating this <laughs> you have given him the nectarian pastimes of, of the lord Mahaprabhu and what else do you expect this person to do so so that is the glory of, of bhakti of the nectarian names and uh, pastimes of Krishna. Uh, the Padma Purana says, Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Shuddha Nitya Mukta Abhinnatvat Nama Naminav That Nama Chintamani Krishna's These names of Krishna are like touchstones. You, it can give anything that we want. It's Chintamani. And it's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha. It, it is... It has, it's Chaitanya in the sense that it's all conscious. It's full of knowledge. And Rasa Vigraha, it is, uh, it is full of juice, Rasa, essence. That is, that is the uh, uh, great advantage of Bhakti. Why, why is Nyaya or logic or this uh, detachment from this material world is so dry because it doesn't have any Rasa. This Rasa happens only through relationship. This relationship through with the devo, uh, dif- f- between the devotee and the Lord is what creates this rasa. And all of us have this relationship, uh, a unique relationship that Prabhupada says uh, with the Lord in, in, in the purport for this verse. And we, we can still obtain everything that Narada Muni obtains, op- had obtained, which is a very powerful statement that everything that we read from Bhagavatam can, can seem very 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 high but bhakti is is a very practical scientific process that when we follow this process we can still achieve all the things that are mentioned in the bhagavatam i, I want to read the 
read the purport from Srila Prabhupada again. Sri Narada has explained all these from his personal experience. And one can obtain all the facilities which Sri Narada obtained by perfecting the chanting process of the sound representation of the Lord. It is possible for all of us. It is not a distant dream. Uh, for us, in the, in the present stages that we are now, at least for me, it, it looks like a very distant dream. But Prabhupada's purport is very encouraging that if we stick to the process perfectly, this is very accessible for us. And there is no bar for chanting this transcendental sound by anyone, provided it is received through Narada's representative, coming down by the chain of disciplic succession. That is what makes this possible. That not, not our own individual endeavor of going and trying to please Krishna, because that is what all the other aspects of yoga do, yoga do. That karma, jnana, dhyana, it's all your own personal endeavor. But bhakti works because it depends purely on the mercy of the Lord and the spiritual master. Yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya prasadan na gati kutopi. Right, this, this uh, yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado. That we can obtain the mercy of Krishna only we cannot obtain the mercy of Krishna unless we obtain the mercy of the spiritual master. And this mercy, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is called Namo Mahavadanyaya. He is the most munificent, the most merciful of all the incarnations of Krishna. Why? Because like Prabhupada mentions in this purport that there is no bar, that there is no qualification for for who can practice bhakti or who can chant the holy names of Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu distributed it to everybody uh, irrespective of the qualifications that they had. That anybody can chant these names of Krishna. And the Padma Purana verse is Abhinnatvat Nama Naminav that the names of Krishna are non-different from Krishna himself. In fact, the names of Krishna are more powerful than Krishna himself. And Mahaprabhu says, Nam Nama Kari Bahudani Jisarva Shaktis Tatrar Pita Nemita Smarane Nakala Eta Drishi Tavakripa Bhagavan Mamapi Durdaiva Medrishamihajani Nanuraga. That all the potencies of Krishna are invested in the names of Krishna. That these three words, Krishna, Rama, and Hare, can deliver everything that we need uh, from, from uh, the, all the happiness that we are looking for is there in these three names. And when we connect to these three names offenselessly, like Prabhupada is chanting, we are we can access everything that Narada Muni experienced, which is which is an amazing statement in itself. So the only remedy for us in the age of Kali, which is the age of hypocrisy and quarrel, is just chanting the names of Krishna. That just Chanting the names of Krishna, which is the Yuga Dharma, can relieve us of all the distress and give us all auspiciousness. Because when we have Krishna, what else do we need? So, I would like to stop here and ask if there are any questions or comments. Or else we can go and have prasadam. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gaurabhaktavrindiki jai. Vancha kalpatrubhyasya kripasindubhyevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaham.